Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Low and steady. That's how you're going to win. I think Warren Buffett had some comments in his last meeting. I think it was last weekend, his annual meeting. And that's always what he talks about. Low, steady, conservative. Don't try to hit home runs every time. Just stay with the course and you're going to make a lot of money over time. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Josh Shine. Josh is joining us from Towson, Maryland. He is the CEO of Try Us Lending Partners. They do real estate lending and make it all work through a lot of hard work and excellent team processes and planning. Josh's portfolio consists of 30 doors and a $60 million lending portfolio. Josh, thank you for joining us. And how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be on. And I love your introduction. Thank you. The, the pleasure is ours. Josh, if you would, give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now. Sure. So I've been in the mortgage industry about 22 years. Actually, it's 23 years now. So I've been in mortgage, finance, real estate, that whole world for a long, long time. The first part of my career was in the more traditional lending and real estate side as far as what we call owner-occupied homes, refinances, that kind of thing. I transitioned a number of years later into the direct lending, private lending, and investment property commercial lending side. So that's where I've been now for a number of years. Well, myself, along with my partners at Trias Lending Partners, that's really our focus for the business. The business itself has been around since 2003, but about five or six years ago, when I came on board along with one of my other partners and we joined together, we really sort of jump-started the growth for the company. Having said that, Real estate's been in my blood. My dad, my grandfather, my uncle, I'm originally from Providence, Rhode Island, up in the Northeast in New England, and we were a real estate family going back forever. And so I think I run into that all the time that a lot of people have sort of a history or some connection to real estate investing, owning properties, being in that world. And I think we're sort of junkies for it. We sort of just fall in love with it and can't get out of it. So during all those years, in real estate, in mortgage, in finance, in the whole sort of industry, I was always dabbling in different real estate investing, commercial, residential, rentals, what have you, always getting into that and continuing to grow it. And now 
With our company, we do about $100 million a year in loans and lending out there. And as you stated in your opening, we have a decent number of doors, which we're looking to grow. So the lending we do every year is a combination of the private direct loans, which are loans that we offer to real estate investors, closing within sometimes one or two days, generally five to seven business days, for those quick loans for acquiring the property, for buy and hold, or for a fix and flip, or just buying it and then doing some rehab and then holding it afterwards, but really needing that quick close. And we work with loan amounts ranging from 100000 to 1.5 million. That's sort of our sweet spot. We've done some larger deals as well and working on a $2 million deal right now. But that's really the focus of what we do. And then the exit strategy for getting out of our short-term direct loans is the long-term, either five, 25, or 30-year long-term product. If you're going to be doing holds, we work with our clients. And we want to be a life cycle lender, life cycle partner to our clients to handle as I like to say, cradle to grave. So your first deal, your first rehab, your first rental into multi, into commercial, into whatever, we want to be able to finance every aspect of that from the beginning all the way through someone's growth as they expand and get into larger properties and larger types of projects. That's a brilliant model because nobody that I know does short-term and long-term lending. I love that. Yeah, we really felt that it was a no-brainer. What happened was is as clients were calling us, and we're doing the quick loan, the quick close, they're getting in, they're rehabbing the property. As you are probably aware in the past, flips were huge, the profits were great. Well, the market shifted a little bit, so holds was the better move. As those holds and that rental approach continued to grow, they'd be like, all right, I'm done, I'm rented, the property's stabilized, what do I do now? And they were looking around and shopping around for lending, and we were like, wait a second, I've been in mortgage and finance for quite a long time, I know how to do this. Let's set up that division as well. And that's what we did. And it's really been great for clients to be able to make that same one phone call. Say, Can you help me get out of the loan now? Get me into another loan. So easy, so smooth. Really great. Your smaller loans, the $100,000 loans, I'm imagining those are fix and flippers? Yeah. You're buying a place that's pretty beaten up. It really needs a significant amount of work done. So it might be a small purchase and maybe a decent sized rehab. In our neck of the woods, it's very unique. The Mid-Atlantic overall, obviously we have DC, which is a great area and really robust, pretty nice values as well. When you start to get out of the suburbs and a little further, Baltimore itself and the greater Baltimore region, our values are very affordable, low relative to the rest of the country. It's a tremendous opportunity for real estate investors, which is what we love and a lot of real estate investors love it. But literally, you can buy a place for seventy, eighty, dollars $100,000 and then do the rehab on top of it. Now, Tougher now than it was five years ago. Five years ago, there were people buying places for sometimes fifty and sixty thousand and putting another fifty or sixty into it. Those numbers are a lot higher now. I don't see too many hundred thousand dollar deals these days, but that is our floor for doing any loans. Got it. And Josh, who's doing the one point five million dollar loan? So the one point five is a few different situations. So I have a, a guy right now who bought a large single family property on two acres. It's got the pool and the tennis court, et cetera. He bought it as a bank fire sale type of situation for about 700000 and he's putting an enormous amount of money into it. This will sell. The ARV on this will probably be about a $3 million property, but he's putting a nice chunk of work into it. He's got his own crew, so he's able to keep his margins low to do that. I have another person who, before me, she had acquired on her own with her own funds six different properties. They're all next door to each other, so she's putting them all together, and we're providing the cash out on that initial purchase, and then a million one in rehab funds. 
that large amount of rehab is turning that into a pretty nice deal. Size-wise for her, she's going to have seven units that are all being consolidated into brand new apartments being redone and a really great long-term rental. So those are two examples of some of the larger deals we do. Thank you. What are rates today for short-term lending? Short-term lending is more expensive. You're paying a premium for getting access to a quick close and an incredibly robust hands-on service. And that's really what we're all about. So the rates for us, generally we're in the 12 to 13% range, and it's a one-year balloon loan, interest only during that time. Exceeding clients, clients who we've worked with a long time, we have a relationship and established history together. We do sharpen our pencil for those clients, and those rates do come down. But I'll say that it's pretty rare and unlikely to see any rates below the 10% mark. We don't do any loans below 10%, and that would be only for really seasoned and really experienced investors. As interest rates have gone up in the broader market, rates for us have gone up as well. Our cost of capital, et cetera, has gone up as well. Are there points involved as well? Absolutely. So there's going to be points, and that's really obviously a standard sort of fee arrangement with the private loans. The points are going to range generally on the very low end too, which is sort of rare. Generally, it's more three, three and a half is sort of the more general range. But again, with the seasoned person, the experience, all of that can become better. And that's really the key to our success is relationships, relationships, relationships. Work with us through all your loans. Stay under one roof, build up that history, that rapport, that trust. And as that trust and rapport builds, we can do more for our clients, better terms, better lower fees, better lower rates, more volume altogether, ease for the client to be able to know one-stop shop for them. And that's a real plus-plus all around. Can you talk to us about your cost of capital? Do you take on investors or do you just go to institutional lending and relend that money? So what's unique about us is we are 100% investor-based. We set up a fund and we have raised money from friends, family, and high net worth accredited investors who invest into the fund. The fund is secured by first lien. We only do first lien mortgages. We'll never be subordinate financing. So first lien mortgages, and that is then secured by the investors who are funding those loans. My partner, Steve, had a very successful track record in building up the initial investors and has been incredible at growing it as well and their whole team growing it as well to get to 63 million right now just through word of mouth and people that we know. We've enjoyed having the flexibility of not having to rely on or depend on the broader capital markets or Wall Street or any large institution who may want to dictate things to us. We're all about the freedom and flexibility and common sense approach. We think that's really key for real estate investors. Common sense. Not every deal is the same. I would argue no two deals are alike. No two borrowers are alike. Being able to have the flexibility out of our office here in Maryland to be able to say, that deal works. You may not fit in a box or a matrix for a certain score or a certain debt to income ratio. We can think outside the box. We can look outside the box. That's really an advantage by having our own capital to tap into to make our decisions. What's the ideal loan for you? Is it a short term because you get the points and then just keep rolling that money over and over again? Good question. I don't know if there's a specific ideal deal for us. I would say the ideal client would be someone who is looking to, in a slow, methodical, planned method, grow their business, whether they're starting from their first loan I have people who have 240 rentals and I didn't start with them. They came to us at 50 doors. 
And so we've grown together. So we just want to be a part of the growth process and we want to be a partner without being an actual partner in working with clients to grow. So someone who wants to grow and appreciates the value of relationships and of a hands-on approach in really giving an honest assessment of, is this a good deal? Are you going to make money on it? Here's why we think you have to watch out for this or be careful with this or that. So that's really how we'd like to build our relationships with our clients. Having said that, look, a deal that makes sense is the right deal for us. A deal that allows us to be safe for our capital and our investors, but allows for the appropriate upside and overall reduced risk for our clients. We don't see ourselves nor our clients being in the high risk game. That's not what we're doing. And I don't think good real estate investors take on high risks calculated risks, business risks that are thought out, where the math has been done, the homework has been done to assess that risk return profile that still ultimately makes sense. And those are the great deals for us. Josh, you have to be a first position lean on these investments. That means I can't have any bank debt or really any debt on the property at all, right? Correct. So what happens is, is if someone comes to us and they have either another private loan or bank financing, we'll say, I can give you additional funds or get you out of that balloon note if you want, whatever it might be, but we'd have to pay off that first loan in order to do that because we're not just going to do an add-on second loan. So that's always important to us. That's the security for us and for our investors. And I think it's just good business for everyone all around to not have to mess with any subordinate or second lien financing. Earlier, you said you can deliver cash fast. How quickly can I get money from you? Our record is next day. I want to put some parameters around that because I say you're going to get a lot of phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like next day. Where (laughs) where do I call? So in that kind of situation, that's when a deal that they had blew up at the table. So you talk about some of the institutionally backed investors, institutionally backed lenders. I've heard more stories than I can count where they're literally at the table about to sign to close it. And the institutional lender says, we gave one final look an hour before closing, and we actually don't like the deal. Or we like it, but we're going to drop it by another 10% on the amount of down payment and the amount of equity we want you to put into this thing. Or whatever it might be, a last-minute change, we don't do that. But when that happens, sometimes those clients call us and say, I'm in a bind. Title work is done. Valuation of property is done. All my paperwork's done. It's all ready to go. It all blew up at the table. Can you guys jump in? And I say, well, I can jump in but I'm going to need some things from you if you're not already a pre-approved borrower for us. So I need to see your income, your assets, and your documentation. I can underwrite someone in 20 minutes. We have the capacity to do that. We have the team to do that. We're all about speed and ease. So if I get a call and I've had these at three o'clock in the afternoon saying our deal blew up, I'll have you approved by close of business. Let's schedule a visit to the property and or some sort of inspection by the next morning. And we can close. We do our own docs. We control the whole process. The title work would already have been done in that situation, and we're closing that afternoon. So it's literally under 24 hours we're closing that loan. Because we have our own funding, I don't need approval from a bank. I don't need permission from a bank. I don't need a second set of eyes looking over my shoulder and saying yes or no to anything I do. We control all those decisions in-house. That allows us to be as flexible and the most flexible that I think is even possible. This is a compliment, and don't take it any other way. But you've seen those magnets. If you get a DUI, if you have a plumbing or sewer backup, <laughs> right. call this number. Right. You guys need a magnet. Yeah. If you need emergency lending, call right. this call, number. Call. We're here for it. We've built up a little bit of reputation like that. And we have had people be, I'm in a bind. Can you help? 
And listen, what I say is, I can do it if you're qualified and we like the deal. Now, what I will say is, in the current market and the current environment that we're in, we're giving a, a second review just of our own eyes. I don't mean anyone else looking at it, but we're looking at the property and saying, hey, let's give another five minutes on this one. Let's give another hour of analysis on this one. Market's changing. Market's evolving. Prices are changing a little bit. Do we like this market? Do we not like this market? That ARV made sense six months ago and certainly 18 months ago. Does that make sense now? Let's be a little more conservative and a little safer. So that's the other thing that we do in the current market. And the problem is lenders are doing that too. Their appetites are changing week by week on different asset classes. One week, they have an appetite to take on office. Now they don't. And we're seeing this literally week to week, a board or a president hands down a decision, no more industrial, no more office, no more self-storage, whatever it might be. So I can see your services becoming more and more important for those deals where there's a lot of earnest money at risk. We do run into those and we've done a number, either the quick rush, as I mentioned, or really a bridge where the lender is still deciding, do they like it? Do they not like it? Are they changing their tune? And they still need to get that closing done and they'll come to us to buy some time. I mentioned we do a 12 month note. That one year time frame does offer extensions. And so sometimes people come to us and say, I'm still in a bind. I need another year extension. And we do do that with people and I don't like it. They don't like it. It's not good for anyone, but sometimes it has to happen. We just don't have a choice. That liquidity crunch on Wall Street in the market overall, it's real. And they are making decisions based on the buyers out there and the investors on Wall Street to say, is this exit strategy going to work? Do we like these kinds of properties right now? And as the news changes and the feds do things and the economic news comes out, I saw the 10-year just hit a recent high, I think this morning. So as all those things are factoring into that decision for that exit strategy long-term lender, We have to factor that in as well. So we are talking to our clients and saying, what is your exit? How are you going to get out of this? And do we feel comfortable that they will ultimately be able to get that financing? Yes, we understand it might be a little longer. We might have to have the chill and the freeze of maybe this niche or that niche to warm up a little bit before they can get out of our loan. But we still think that the economics of the deal will make sense. The equity position for us and for our investors makes sense. And we'll move forward with it in a positive way. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. Josh, if I really believe in a deal and I want the financing to go through, you're my only option. You don't love the deal. Will you cross collateralize that with another property, even if that's a second position? Phenomenal question. So yes, is the short answer. We want to be as creative and flexible as possible to make this work. I've had people cross collateralize and we've looked at different properties to make it work. We've had people where we've considered and helped them sometimes 
find additional partners to come in, maybe a stronger financial partner to come in. Sometimes it's a family member, sometimes it's a business associate, what have you. We've gotten flexible on how we can make the down payment and the payments and the fees work. We're open-minded to try to make deals work and make deals that make sense work. And that's really the key. So if you on paper look pretty good and the deal looks pretty good, and then in person, we like everything we see on that deal as well. We do a lot in person. Then we say, how do we make this work? We're a little tight here, a little tight there. It doesn't always work, but I will say that we're very open-minded and flexible. And I think that's the best way to be in this market. No two deals are alike. You never know what you're going to get. You have to be open-minded. Now you sound like a real estate guy. I like it. <laughs> this seems like a great business model. What kind of returns have your investors received? So our investors in our fund receive an 8% fixed return. And what's really nice about that is I always like to say slow and steady wins the race. Now I say that not necessarily with investors, although it applies to them too, but in real estate overall, when everyone looks at how I can kick butt and how I can make all this money, we say to everyone, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Take it one step at a time. Is now a good time to buy? Was last year a good time to buy? Was five years ago a good time to buy? Where's the top? Where's the bottom? Trying to time that is like trying to time the stock market. You can't. Over time, you'll win. Over time, you'll do well. So that is ultimately what we do end up saying to our investors as well. You invested in Bitcoin or Tesla and you doubled and tripled your money. Oh, but then it dropped by 80%. How's that working out for you? So with ours, principal preservation is always there. That principle will never drop, will never change. And a steady fixed 8% return year in and year out is a tremendous consistent return if you look at the overall life and time in stock markets and real estate and a lot of different things. So our clients stay in it and say, you know what? Slow and steady. That's how you're going to win. I think Warren Buffett had some comments in his last meeting. I think it was last weekend, his annual meeting. And that's always what he talks about. Slow, steady, conservative. Don't try to hit home runs every time. Just stay with the course and you're going to make a lot of money over time. We have investors that have been with us since 2003 when the company was started. Think of their consistent returns they've gotten. No investor has ever lost money with us, period, in 20 years investing with us. So think of someone who has been invested for all those years. Maybe they've reinvested dividends as well, which is an option with us. Think about how well that return has performed. Did they get 15 and 20% years? Nope but they didn't get 2% years and they didn't get negative years. And that's the key, I think, to good investing. Do you still take on new investors? We absolutely do. We're always looking for new investors in our mortgage fund. And we recently just started our real estate fund where we're going to be raising money from real estate investors, then going out and buying long-term rental properties. So just as we see all of our clients do, and as we've all done in this market for a long, long time, buy and hold long-term strategies. We like it. We like the market. We like the long-term outlook. And we're not trying to time it. So we feel that if we can raise and we feel confident we'll be able to raise a nice chunk of change for everyone, that we can pool that money together, buy 500, 1,000 doors, what have you, in the coming few years, ride that out over the long term and see that same positive ROI that so many investors see over the long term as rents go up, properties continue to rise, and the mortgage balance goes down. Is it a five-year horizon, a seven-year horizon, a nine-year horizon? Those are economic factors I can't control, but I do know that at the end of the day, we will all be incredibly successful with that approach. Josh, what are some deal breakers, whether it's the asset class or the individual? What are things that just instantly kill deals? 
That's a great question. That's sort of what we're always looking at. We always have sort of the skeptical eye on one side of our underwrite saying, what can go wrong? What's bad? What do we have to watch out for? On the borrower side, character and history is a big part of it. I don't necessarily, and we don't look for always experienced people. We deal with a lot of new people, and that's a positive thing for us. We love helping new people, teaching them, training them to grow. But if you have a track record in your payment history, and I don't care about score, but looking at the actual history, I've read more credit reports in 20 years in this business than I can count. But if you can't pay your car on time, and you can't pay your credit card on time, how the heck are you going to pay our mortgage on time? So there are some tells that we're looking at to say, is this person a good fit? Is there a really great reason? And again, we're open-minded. So we'll look at reasons to say nasty divorce, a lot of fighting back and forth. The spouses decided not to pay their bills for a year. We've had that happen. But if there's not a good reason, why aren't you paying bills? That's not a great sign for us. So that's something we're not really keen on. On the property side, exit strategy. Does this make sense? I have someone who called yesterday. They hadn't done the math on what those rents will be and what that rehab only cost. Their enthusiasm and emotion got caught up in front of doing the math, doing a P&L, doing a pro forma and figuring out the math on it. That worries us a little bit. If you're not doing your homework and using emotion, there's always emotion in all these deals, but you got to step back for a second and really crunch those numbers so we can get a little concerned with that and say, I don't think the math works on this property. I just don't think the numbers will fly. And that's sort of what we're always paying attention to. Any asset class that you don't want to fund? I do get calls for funeral homes, which we don't do. We don't do those religious institutions. We don't do those either. Just difficult stuff to deal with. And God forbid we have to take a property back or anything like that. Just not something we want to deal with. Having said that, we're pretty open-minded and we will look at almost anything. Again, common sense. Does this make sense? Can there be a return on investment for the investor? And are we safe in providing those funds from an equity position? So I would say very open-minded to it. There's nothing we won't do. Warehouse, storage, industrial, manufacturing, certainly rentals, office. We've done all of it. In terms of the individual bankruptcies, criminal history, are those deal breakers? Could be. It depends. I would say a little asterisk I would put next to it. So we've had some people in bankruptcy. We want to understand the situation. How long has it been and why was it? How have you performed since then? What's your financial picture looking like right now? Criminal depends what it is. Obviously, in this world, there's a lot of people who have something minor, uh, fortunately, a drunk driving, unfortunately, some minor marijuana type of thing. The world's changed a little bit. So those things aren't going to move the needle in saying this is a bad apple. But there are certain other areas that we're not crazy of. I will tell you that just on principle, people who aren't paying child support is not something we're a big fan of. We just, on the principle as humans and family people, we just don't like when we see that and won't work with people who are not paying and fulfilling those obligations. Josh, if some of our best ever listeners want to get into short-term lending, what's your advice to them? As far as becoming a lender. As being a mini you. Yeah, I think it's a great business. I think safety and security is key, and that's been really the staple and the foundation upon which we've been able to successfully grow. And our founding partner, Steve Bond, has really been all about safety and security. Not getting excited about the deals, not getting emotional about the deals. So emotion works on both sides. It works for the investor buying the property, and it works for the lender trying to lend out on it. We need to not get emotional and excited. We need to think about the math and make sure it makes sense. So turning down deals, even if you emotionally like the person, if it doesn't make sense, don't do the deal. Don't fund the deal. And that's the best advice I can give someone is 
be safe, be conservative, and think about and focus in the long term. We have turned down deals that would have been short-term moneymakers, but we worried that in the long term, they would have been hits. Very difficult client. How are we going to foreclose on this? It's going to be a mess. Very unique property. I know we can make really good money on it, but I don't think they're going to be able to get out of this. I don't think they're going to rent it. I'm not sure they're going to be able to sell it or finance this for long term. Not worth the short-term profit for the long-term potential pain and suffering. And we make mistakes too. We're not perfect. Every once in a while, we'll say, I'm not sure about this deal, but eh, let's try it. And inevitably, we end up ultimately being right. And so we learn those lessons sometimes, and it reminds us to say, we didn't have a great feeling about this borrower. We didn't feel like the borrower was in it for the right reasons, and that's why we shouldn't have done it. So we let our emotion get the best of us. So we're always cognizant of that, and that's the advice I would give to someone. Josh, when somebody rolls a short-term loan into a long-term, do you broker that deal out, or is that in-house as well? Currently, we are brokering those out. We're in the process of direct lending on those. We intend to be a direct lender pretty soon on those. We can have more control over that process. But as you said, and as we talked about a few minutes ago, there's so much volatility and uncertainty and lack of liquidity in that long-term market. It's tough to know who the best partner is and what the best outlet is for being able to sell that loan. So we believe our best approach, and quite frankly, best for clients and investors right now, is working with someone who has 20 different partners they can work with because I've seen people recently go out of business overnight. And as you mentioned, seen people change their terms overnight, splice LTVs by 10, 15, 20%, add, add on fees, charges, change the rates by 200 basis points overnight to being able to say, okay, that person or that company, that institution is not a fit anymore. Let's go in another direction. Having that flexibility, I think is really important and working with a partner who has that flexibility will be key. I think to everyone's success. Josh, you've been in this industry for a long time. What's a really difficult lesson that you learned? One that might be hard to share, but one that can benefit others if they hear it. That's always a tough question to answer. And what I would say is, if you can afford to ride things out, ride things out. That's the lesson. So I've been in financing and mortgage and real estate, lived through the meltdown in 07, 08. If you can't afford it, get rid of it quickly. So it's sort of a two-pronged answer. If you can't afford to keep riding it out, through the ups and downs of the market, don't wait, don't hesitate, dump the property because it's going to bring you down financially. So we had many people who didn't move quickly enough and it ended up resulting in bankruptcies and loss of their own house and ultimately personal financial ruin, divorce and family issues because they were dying to hold on to those properties. They had to make a quicker decision, I would say, as my dad said, fish or cut bait, right? What are you going to do and what can you afford to do? You can't afford to keep that property when things go bad, get rid of it. Stop the bleeding immediately. Conversely, if you can afford it and you have a pretty good job and you have some cash flow and you can afford to ride it out, ride out some of those bumps, you're going to come out smelling like roses down the road. So that's a tough lesson. And we've learned that personally ourselves where made the decision to not get out, held it too long, got hurt ourselves sometimes financially. And on the flip side said, let's ride this out and had real success by being able to ride it out. So that's what I would say is sort of the approach to look at. Thank you. Josh, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's try it. <laughs> All right, Josh. What's I'm scared. The best, <laughs> what's the best ever book you recently read? I'm a Navy SEAL and military guy. So Jack Carr's recent book, he's got a new one coming out. He's the guy who did the terminal list on Amazon. I love that stuff. Josh, what's the best ever way you like to give back? I'm heavily involved in the Alzheimer's Association. My dad passed away from Alzheimer's. So it's really a personal passion project of mine. I raise money for it. 
I'm on the state board. I oversee our walk committee in the greater Baltimore region. And it's something I really deeply care about and really want to make a change and help bring about a change and ultimately a cure. And Josh, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? And what's that emergency number that should be on everybody's fridge? Sure, absolutely. So social media, I'm on all the platforms, both Trius Lending Partners, T-R-I-U-S. That's really important. A lot of people get that wrong. We're on all the social platforms. Obviously, Facebook, we're really busy and Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, my own personal profile, Josh Shine, S-H-E-I-N. Two best ways to reach me, josh at triuslending.com is my email address and my phone number, my direct cell phone. I give it out to everyone all the time, 443-562-6076. Again, that's 443-562-6076. Happy to help with advice. Happy to help with feedback. Happy to help just share experience so that everyone can find success in real estate now and into the future. And again, spoken like a true real estate guy. Josh, thank you so much for your time today. We learned a lot about short-term lending and just the lending industry as a whole. So thanks for sharing all of that with us today. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. And I hope to see you again soon. Awesome. Thank you. Best ever listeners. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review. Share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Also follow, subscribe, and have a best ever day. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and Best Ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the Best Ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access. And you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.